Welcome to Passion Changes Everything. I am your host, K to the O to the R to the double E, R to the double E D, AKA Mr. Corey Reed. And today we have a very special guest for you guys. His name is Billy Pine. And for those of you who may not know who Billy is, he was an all-state champion in football. He was the New York State Class C Player of the Year, three-time first-team all-section in both football and baseball, also the Division Three statistical champion in the categories of passing yards per completion at a little over 17 yards, and total offense at a little over 388 yards. Absolutely insane. He's a dear friend to me. So let's get ready for a fantastic show, and thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. Yeah, bro, get out of here. We're working here, bud. Yeah, I'm about to post about to post that video. What should I put for the caption? You you and what? the receivers. Oh, we got Eugene Helm the third. What's up, G Baby? What's good, yeah. You know, we're just on the podcast right now. Say what's up to your fans. What's up? What's up? <laughs> what's up? This is that Billy Bish. <laughs> Big build up. Billy He's ignoring you. Yo, Atkins, give me the link to my email address right now. Let's go. All right, hold on. I'm driving in the car. Hello. What it do, baby? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Who we got, got, the who got on the cast today, baby? Big B Pine. I'm so Ooh, happy feeling, to be back. He's feeling passionate today. Let's go. I don't know if Billy's feeling passionate. He's still dilly dallying with stuff in the back. Nah, one, let's start it right now. One let's small positive. Right th- one small positive thought in the morning can change your whole day. That's what I got above my bed. Mm. <laughs> let's start it right now. With the motivation. See, I already gave I already gave Billy his his introduction. All right, so perfect. The, Yo, so let's go. That this is not planned. No, nah, this is a hundred percent. Gene's driving right now in the car. <laughs> if you're listening to the audio version. I'm sorry. If we're listening to the audio version, I'm sorry. I don't know where my, are, uh, my AirPods are. You actually sound pretty clear. All right, we're Let's get it started. All right, let's go. Bill. What's up? What were your goals coming out of high school? Uh, I think uh, when I got to freshman camp at Utica, my goals were I wanted to be the umpire eight rookie of the year, and I wanted to be an All-American. Those were my goals in college. Hmm. Did you accomplish those goals? Nah, I was close. I should have been. <laughs> I love it. All right, talk about your experience at Utica. It was good. I, uh, I got to come in. I got to battle for the job as a freshman. Uh, my season got cut a little short. Uh, I played – pretty physical for a quarterback so I ended up getting a concussion pretty early on and then uh, I ended up redshirting but uh I got to meet some good friends along the way I got to build some connections um you know I never I didn't had no problem with Utica I uh the coach I went there to play for was uh coach Fitzpatrick he ended up taking the head coaching position at Morrisville right before I got to camp and we ended up running like a little bit different of a system so I ended up transferring out to Harwick so that was a little better fit for me what was the transfer process like? It was interesting. I'm not going to lie. Luckily, my parents helped me out with a lot of the paperwork and stuff because there was a lot of stuff behind the scenes that had happened. Um, the transfer process was a little different. I uh, I transferred in during J-term, 
And uh, to everyone that went to Harvard, no, J-Term's a little, a little different. A little rowdy, a little rowdy. Yeah, it was a little different. And, uh, you know, I got there. I didn't really know anybody. I was living in an upperclassman dorm, so it was a little, a little tough transition. But um, one of my best friends, Tanner Williams, I leaned on him a lot when I got there. He made it a lot easier. He, uh, he was very by the book, so he, uh, he kept me in line. Yeah, he's, he's very, very by the book. And for those that don't know, Billy Pine has been referred to as Billy Football on more than one occasion. <laughs> so let's get into – tell me about what it's like playing Division three sports. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's what you make it. I mean, I think you – I think if you just took away Division one, Division two, II, Division three, I mean, I think the mentality and the, and the kids still the same. You know, you're going to get the kids that say, oh, it's D3. You know, it's, it's whatever. I was like – but my mindset was, you know – I thought I was overlooked. I thought I could have been on the field with those guys that were playing D1. So I kept that same mindset with me as I was playing Division Three. You know, I wanted to be the hardest working guy in the room. I wish we had trainers at every practice. I wish we had strength and conditioning coaches. We didn't have that. So we kind of had to push ourselves a little differently than, than those guys that have that, you know, experience of playing Division One have. And that's that was the biggest change. And, you know, being a captain, you're a captain, you know, you kind of have to push yourself. You have to lead more division three than you would division one. You know, you have to push the younger Absolutely. guys. So that was the biggest change for me. Do you think the top D three guys can compete at the D two or D one level? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, there's several division three guys that are in the NFL. I mean, I mean, I play with you. I play with Brad, you know, you guys can step on a field with anybody, you know, yeah, I was screw, screw Gene. <laughs> <laughs> Gene, Gene could have played D1 hoop. Come on, I, was just, I was picking off both of y'all in practice, so don't even start. <laughs> I was picking up all y'all little black black sevens and stuff at practice. Don't start. Don't get the guys. Look, Gene's back. Don't get me going. Gene's back. Don't get him going. Come on. You know, John, you know John Madden once said you could call my plays on the loudspeaker. You still got to stop them, though. Yeah. I mean – our our offense though in college was so elite, like we were at an elite level. And like just what you said about like, I feel like everyone, if you had the right opportunity, we could have been like our high guys, especially like our junior senior year, we could have played Division One football. Like Absolutely. I was, I was a six one two oh five corner that ran a four five. You're telling me if I didn't go to a a big double, triple A, 5A, 6A school in Texas that I would be at D3? No. Oh, yeah, you're bugging. Not going to happen. You're humongous. You'll, you'll literally go – you would go there on accident. Like, we had athletes. Like, we just had the studs. Like, it was just that easy. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, so, it's so easy to, like, fantasize playing Division One too, when you're, when you're just with your guys and the team. Like, when I was traveling, I was playing with guys from, like, Texas, Florida, and we're in practice. They're like, yo, where did you play ball at? And, like, I'm playing with guys that are playing, like, small-level D1, and they're like, dude, you throw the ball better than the guy that we had. And, like, yeah, in my 100%. mind, I'm like, I never got the shot because I'm 5'11". And it was like, you know, you got to go out and prove it every day. And then everyone's like, oh, you throw the ball at, like, an NFL level, but, you know, you're just small. We need you to go prove it and play, you know, in Canada or overseas. And it's like, yeah, just give me a shot, man. Like, throw me out there with what you got. <laughs> yeah, no, 1,000%. What do you think about those guys that have a D1 or bus mentality? Nah, throw that in the garbage. You know, I <laughs> and like, you know, there's there's so many stories. Like, I mean, Baker Mayfield is the best example, right? Like, he walked on at Texas Tech, right? Like, 
he had that D1 or bust mentality, but he trusted himself. You know, he's the kind of guy that probably could have went to – probably was getting offers like crazy to go play Division three ball, right? Walks on at Texas Tech, wins the job, right? You Absolutely. know, a lot of people are scared to take that chance because they think they might not make it. And I wish more guys would. And especially playing, you know, the quarterback position, you know, a lot of the guys that I'm training with, right, they they want to go play all this big time ball. Oh, my buddy plays Division One, you know, this and that. If you look at the NFL right now, like how many smaller quarterbacks are coming to the league every year? You know, like in a five lot years. Now. I think in the next five, six, seven years, you're going to start seeing guys from smaller schools that are good at quarterback getting shots in the NFL, like the XFL. You know, I think that's the way the game is changing. And I think as time goes, right, people have access to, to more footage, more film, the media. Like guys are going to be able to market themselves better, which I think is going to help the guys. They don't get the fair opportunity, right? You go to a smaller school, you know, you play in upstate New York, you play in the Northeast where football is not really the household name. I think that's good. Exactly. No, absolutely. I love the developmental leagues, obviously, because I'm about to be playing in one in the IFL. So I'm a big, big advocate for the developmental leagues, especially for smaller school guys. So I can definitely relate to that. What do you think makes someone a great quarterback? What are the attributes? I mean, first and foremost, you got to, you got to earn the respect of the guys around you. You know, my, you know, I, I had a coach that always said, you know, when we walk off the field, leave no doubt who the most physical team was. And that's how I tried to play quarterback, right? Like everyone says. Oh, you're, you're, you're OT. Yeah, the, the no baby, sliding. The beginning of the game, you got to set the tone, right? Like Gene's a defensive guy. Like you got a defensive mind, right? Like someone's got to make that big play. Like I just wanted to run someone over. Like I wanted to run through someone and set the tone. Like even playing, you know, small quarterback, like that was just my mindset. So I think you got to earn the respect. But two, you got to know what you're doing. Like, you know doesn't matter if it's a freshman receiver or senior receiver, they come up to you and ask you a question. You got to know what they're doing. If there's a freshman lineman that's in there, right. And he's not, he doesn't know the pass protection. You got to know what you're doing. You got to be able to educate everyone around you. So I think once you earn their respects, you know, you have the knowledge behind it after that, they just, everyone has to look at you and just know that you're the guy. And that's the biggest thing about being a quarterback. You have to have that pep in your step. You know, you can't be hesitant. You can't be nervous or shy. Like you're the leader thousand percent. Is it something that you're born with or like, how did you become a good quarterback? Yeah, I think, I think the best guys are born, born with that, you know, to, to an extent, you know, you gotta, you gotta have that fearless mentality. Uh, but, um, you know, it's a lot of things you can learn. Right. And that's kind of why I wanted to start the training that I'm doing right now is cause I want to like, I want to teach these kids when they're young. Right. I want them to walk in their modified huddles, you know, owning that shit, they, you know, like they're out there, you know, telling people what to do, like in a good way, right. You know, they're, they're owning it at a young age and that's going to transcend when they get older, you know, they're going to be confident and their plays. Yeah, absolutely. Confidence changes the whole game. Every quarterback or every leader, good player that I've spoke to, they're all confident, whether it's basketball, life, anything, confidence changes the game. And you change the most confident person I know. We should change this to confidence changes everything. <laughs> As a corner, imagine not being a confident corner. You get killed. Like, come on. You get you, in your you own would, head. You would be destroyed. Absolutely. <laughs> you get like, exposed. Seriously, like, it's it's so confidence, especially, like, quarterback positions, skill positions. It's just it's, – I mean, it's inevitable. If you don't have that, you're not going to be a good football player. It's no. that simple. That no, goes for absolutely. sports. I mean, hey, that's, that's honestly for life right there. That's a life lesson. Yeah, you're not confident at something. You're not going to be successful at it. 
you got to be yeah, comfortable man, being man. uncomfortable, man. And the only way you got to be confident in whatever you're doing, like, like, like watching Conor McGregor in his interviews before when he was fighting Ireland, he kept saying he was going to be the best. He was going to come over and, and dominate the United States. Like, he was confident. Look, look what he did. Absolutely. Until he ran into the <laughs> Habibi. He's still Conor McGregor. Still changed UFC. Forever. Oh, forever. Forever. Like, the money that these guys can get now, he just opened up the floodgates for money with these guys now. Yep. Like, Absolutely. Dana White, all these people, they better just just kiss that dude's feet because he, he's it changed the way, the style of UFC and all that. Back in the day with us, UFC was literally just big dudes that got in a lot <laughs> of bar fights. Got yeah. in a lot of bar fights, wore, had a had mohawks and back tattoos like of, of birds, and then they just <laughs> new haymakers. Old old UFC has nothing on new UFC, bro. No, it's crazy. Not. Well, and it's and like it's just a way out for a lot of these guys too, right? Like, like you said, like a kid might not get football offers, right? He, he wants he has dreams of playing football, right? And he then he goes to the gym and starts hitting the bag, and he's like, "Damn, I can knock people out and get paid too." Absolutely, there's so someone. many fighters like that, bro. Someone's Greg Hardy he made it to the top level. Things start falling apart. He's like, I'm an athlete. Let me try this. Now he's knocking people's heads off. Don't get me started on UFC. We can talk about that forever. Yeah, we could. <laughs> we got UFC tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning, as a matter of fact. I can't wait. Can't wait. All right, so let's get into what you're doing, what you're up to now. Yes. So we're going to dive deeper into that. Yeah, so wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. I have a question for both of you guys. Rip, 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 rip. You you two are the only ones that obviously I know that – well, I, it's weird because in college, the majority of my, like, really, really good friends who I still talk to, besides uh, the ones that I live with my senior year, were all transfers. You, Ty, Chase. Okay. You, like, now the transfer – the transfer protocol is, like, it's so out there. Like, now you're being ranked in, like – transfer order like how do you guys feel about that like especially being able to play right away like you had your issues can play right away how do you feel about just people are transfer uh trans uh jesus transferring they're getting put on a ranking board and now the coaches they don't have to to like recruit players anymore they're just going straight to the the transfer and the juco board by the time they hit high school players they're like oh i already have our guy we're good 100%. 100%. You, you want me to go first on this, Bill? Or you want to go? You go first. I got, I got two things to say from that. I'll let All you right. go first. Because I can dive into it. All right. So, I love it. So, I saw this thing on um, social media with Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback, how he's sitting behind Jalen Hurts and Tua Tagovailoa, whatever his name is, Tua Tagovailoa, how he's sitting behind them and then he waits for his chance. But then in the same breath, I'm like, well, Jalen Hurts transferred. Well, look at who was the LSU, Joe Burrow. Look at him. He transferred. Everything worked out fantastic for them. So I love, I love the transfer portal. I love it. Go ahead, Bill. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, kind of touched on what Corey said. You know, it gives gives guys a chance. Like, I mean, I I left, I transferred out of a system that I didn't think was going to be for me. And then I ended up putting up really good numbers at Harwick. You know, it's the best decision I made going there. You know, so it, it gives people a chance to, to be who they want to be, right? To go to a place that they feel like home. You know, when you're a 17, 18 year old kid and you're transferring, you know, football aside from it, you know, you think something's a good fit in your recruiting visit because the coaches make everything seem cool. They promise you the world. You know, the seniors make it 
make it seem like you're the best recruit to ever come on campus and that they like you, even if they don't, you know what I mean? Like they make everything perfect for you. Right. And they, so you get these 17, 18 year old kids in there, you know, you get there, you might not like the experience, you know, whether you like your downtown experience, whether you don't like the activities on campus, whatever it is, it gives kids a chance to go to someplace where they're comfortable. Right. When you transfer, you know where you want to go after that. hundred percent. Um, I think the second part to that, that's just the way life's going, right? Like, Everyone wants the new, the new toy. Everybody wants the new phone. Everyone wants to look cool. Everybody wants what's next. You know, a lot of people don't live in like what they have in that moment. Everyone wants change. And I think that's kind of just the way society's going as a whole. And, you know, I think you're kind of starting to see all this transfer portal. And, you know, I, it's, I'm all for it, but at the same time too, you know, the Mac Jones story, like you don't, you're not going to see those anymore. People aren't going to grind it out. You know, when I transferred, I had to sit behind John Garcia for a year. Yeah, almost absolutely. two years. And, you know, that's where I grew the most as a football player. And I think a lot of players, you know, to reach where they want to be, they want to skip that step. They want to come in as a freshman and start right away. And it's a reality check to them. Yeah. And, 100%. you know, I think there's definitely perks to both sides of it. But, you know, the transfer pool, I mean, if it, if it benefits the kid, you know, I'm all for it. Absolutely. No, the, yeah. the thing that what? I don't like, you want me to go or you want to go? No, you got it. You got it. I got, <laughs> I got, right, I got, I got one, two after you. All right. Save, write it down if you have to, because I would forget if I don't go now. All right. So <laughs> my thing is the negative part that I see, especially like dealing with NFL scouts and stuff, they kind of have, they're like, well, this kid's just lacking competitiveness. So he wants to transfer because he doesn't think he can beat out this guy. And I know from personal experience, there's not a school that I went to that I wouldn't have been a starter. It's just finding my niche. Like I started off at Albright college and the guy that recruited me to play receiver, he left before I even got there, like two weeks. And Bill, you have the same kind of story, you know? So they recruited me there. And I'm like, I could sit here and eventually I'm going to earn my spot. So it's not me not being competitive, but I just felt like once I got there, like now I'm switched to DB and I'm like, that's not why I came here. You know what I mean? So I guess that's kind of the negative thing that I've dealt with is now everyone's like, this kid's afraid to compete. A lot, a lot of that has to do with coaching too. Like the right coach can keep anybody there. The right coach, can, the right coach can move anybody. I mean, I played for a coach that didn't even believe me. He, I don't think he liked me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. We're not going to go into that. I got no, we're, we're not going to go into that. <laughs> we're not going to go into that. No, nah, I like I like the transfer portal. Uh, like the the best thing with the portal, especially like this year was a weird year. You got to put an asterisk near this year. But um, a lot of mid-major guys, at least in basketball, because this was like the weird recruiting part in basketball, obviously football as well. But there's been the most mid-major transfers to start right away in high-major uh, basketball than there's ever been before. There's, there's three guys in Virginia Tech right now, and two of them are contributing starters right now. The highest points per game, assists, rebounds, and everything. Like, so, like, it – it gives you that opportunity, like you were talking about with scouts. From the different lens, now you have a guy that transferred from a smaller school, let's say like a, a Stony Brook. Now he's at Virginia Tech where they're ranked top 25 and he's producing. That guy just won himself millions of dollars. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> just by competing at that level. So it's all risk and reward. I mean, that's that's pretty much how it, how it is, especially with the transport uh, portal. Like you have um, – what's the, what's the quarterback's name – that went to Miami. He got switched to receiver. Tate Martell. Tate Martell. Tate Martell. Ohio State. Then he went to Miami. It's not working out. So now what's that kid doing? 
Nothing. Like, what's he doing out? Like, that's what He's I'm saying. He's the biggest bust, one of the biggest busts of all Yeah, time. like, you, yo, you get <laughs> lost in the sauce there. You see that girl he was dating, man? I would have got lost, too. <laughs> <laughs> what was he like? Hey, babe, what was Tate Martell, the number one player coming out of high school? He was, yeah, because yeah, yeah, she followed his story. He was the Gatorade player. There. He wasn't the number one. Yeah, QB1. One. Yeah, I think the uh, – I'm trying to think of who he had in his class. I know forgot, he was, but like that year, do you remember? He was the Gatorade player of the year. I know that. Jake Fromm. Yeah, Jake Fromm that. was in that year. Yeah, yeah, Jake Fromm, like all those guys. Bro, yeah. he's he's going on his senior year right now. Yeah, he's, that's he's crazy. About, I forgot like, all about him. He's about to be I don't even know what he is in the field. He might be just be like a still a sophomore. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like <laughs> he may be no, he had a few he had snaps at both at uh, Ohio State and Miami. So he's probably a junior, but he's supposed to be like a senior or something like that. It's yeah, crazy. You can, get, you can get lost in that. Easily, too, which is crazy to think about. Is there a limit to, like, transfers? Nah, you can transfer as many times as you want. I mean, because <laughs> you, you, you can get redshirted, and then you can get, a, like, another medical redshirt. He did get hurt this year. Like, there's so many, like, loopholes in it. Like, Oh, yeah. If a good college program wants you to play, you know, they'll find a way, man. Yeah. yeah, that's like my little brother. Like, he has, like, he could – he could – this is like a – not a red shirt, but he could play, but not play. And next year it can be his senior year because of COVID right now. I mean, his freshman year because of COVID. Yeah. Oh, man. COVID's screwing everything up. Yeah. But it's like – me. so X, he, he was one of those kids with COVID. We're not going to long rant. But he was like – he could have reclassified. And he's like, I want to reclassify. I'm like, I don't know if you should. Like, stick it out. Wait for your offer. Got his offer. Didn't reclassify. No high school season in New York. And me and him were joking so around, though. I was like – Worked out for him. I mean, it sucks for you. Uh, it's like it sucks for his teammates. But me as a big bro, all the work he put in basketball, we would be in Wyoming, the Dakotas. <laughs> 100%. We would look up a state, the best basketball team for the state. I guarantee you we'll be out of move for a year for him to finish high school basketball. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I'm all about like, moving to play some ball. That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> all right, Bill. So what advice would you have for younger quarterbacks coming up? I think, I mean, and a part of the reason why we I like started Beast Air Football is because I wanted to give these kids access to something I didn't have, right? Give them, like, the trainers, right? Give them the access to get better. And the advice I would have is, and this isn't, this doesn't go for all the programs, but like high school coaches in most sports, especially football, they want to coddle their kids. They don't want their kids to go outside and work with anybody because high school coaches think that they know everything. And it's, I think that's, that's, that goes for everywhere. And they think that their system is right. They, they want to coach their kids the right way. I think the best way for these kids to figure out, you know, their style, what they're going to be is, you know, go experiment, work with, work with trainers, right. Enter camps, travel, go to like, apply to go to like the elite 11 camps like that, you know, not every kid's going to be able to go to that stuff, but, you know, kind of just studying from people that are established, you know, that's the biggest thing for me and kind of finding your voice, find your play style. And then when colleges come around, you know, what system, you know, you want to play in, right. You know, what kind of coach you're looking for because you've worked with trainers, you know, you've been on travel teams, you know, what you want to be a part of. And that's the advice that I have to them. And also like, one thing I wish I could go back and tell myself, right? Like, you know, be cleaner on like the social media, right? You know, you're, 
as a quarterback, you, you gotta, you have to have a certain image, right? That coaches want to see, you know, your teammates want to see, you know, you want to be that guy that's clean cut. He's professional, right? You're early. You know, that's the one thing I wish I could go back and tell myself. And I tell these young kids. Absolutely. I love that. You got to be punctual in every aspect of life. The weight room, you're the first one there. Job, you're the first one there. You, I can't, love that. Be, you can't be rap battling in the film room. Like you got to. <laughs> True story. Gene didn't get to witness that, did it? I'm glad he didn't. You heard the DBs at that point? Yeah, I, I had my short stint at receiver. <laughs> what, what could have been? I could have been the third, uh, the third man on the totem pole. What could have been? The third splash brother. That's what I'm saying. I I just wanted to be the third splash brother. That's it. <laughs> that's it. I mean, that's like me when I came to my school. Uh, when I came to our school, I love I love our the coach that recruited me, Tracy. I love that dude, Death. But like, he played me. He played me hard when I came to school. I figured out what position I was playing when I. When my two feet touched campus, <laughs> he was like, yeah, "You're gonna be on the defense, playing linebacker, low key linebacker." Yeah, safety. like he had me playing Will. He had me playing weak side safety, and then I was like, "He goes, so what do you position you want to play?" I'm like, "Receiver." Like this is what I do. I score touchdowns, get to campus. He's like, "How's your backpedal?" I said, "What <laughs> backpedal?" I was like, "I don't even think, bro. I played in the such." Probably the smallest football team on Long Island by far I played on. We didn't practice that. We just, you know, <laughs> go make go make the tackle. We're having be an fun. athlete. Yeah, go be an athlete. And that's what I did. So I was like, he's like, yeah, so how'd your back pedal? I'm like, you know, I can do whatever. He's like, all right, perfect. I have a perfect spot to put you in. Changed. Hey, but I don't regret it. It worked out. Yeah. Played, back pedal? We're going to put you at the end. All four years. <laughs> you remember that? Like the end. <laughs> the most heartwick thing i've ever heard in my entire life <laughs> all right bill so basing off of what gene was talking about how do you feel about coaches that tell you that you're not going to be a quarterback you know how they always switch especially shorter quarterbacks they want lamar jackson to be a receiver how do you feel about that yeah i mean and and it kind of gets into what i was saying like i tell all these kids right do your due diligence right like you can tell the coaches you know, the car salesman and you can tell the coaches they're genuine football players that want you for the player that you are. Like, if you want to go play quarterback, go play quarterback. If you want to go play middle linebacker and you're only 170 pounds, hit the weight room, go play linebacker. Right? If you're a football player and you got passion in whatever position you are, you're going to succeed. I don't care what you are. You know, I was 5'11", and we, I was playing an air raid system. You know, I couldn't see you and Brad over the middle, but I knew the playbook. I knew where you were. I threw it to a spot. <laughs> <laughs> one right black seven baby <laughs> close your eyes and throw it as far as you can uh, and, that's, and that's the thing is like if you just work on your craft it doesn't matter what you're doing right like i mean like i always like to use the example like look at alan iverson man like look how small he was compared to everybody else but he was just a dog and he knew what he wanted and he went and got his every single night and that's that's how you you gotta be like guys like kyler murray man like changing the game russell wilson they're changing the game and Drew Brees, everyone forgets he's tiny. Yeah, and there's a there's a system for everybody, right? Like if you know if you're a, if you're a real mobile quarterback, go to a triple option team, go to a team that's run heavy, right? Go like find your niche, find out where you want to play, and go thrive in it. And if you don't like it, guess what? The transfer portal is bigger and better. Than <laughs> it's live, baby. Or you can become a Taysom Hill, do everything. Yeah, you could. That dude's Aki. Absolute monster. Absolute monster. Yeah, he's a freak. He doesn't count. He's a unicorn. 
<laughs> he'll play he the, he'll everything. Play the end. He's basically Gene. Yeah, he like my, everything. And like a good like a good example, right? Is so Logan Logan Thomas, who's the tight end for the Redskins or the Washington football team now. Virginia Tech quarterback boy. Yeah, they no one wanted him to play quarterback in college, right? He he was all conference, ACC, two years in a row. Gets to the NFL, plays quarterback for a year. That we want you to play tight end. Him playing, him sticking to the position that he wanted to play at quarterback helped make him a twenty times better tight end than he would have been if he just played tight end his whole life. Yeah, and like because he stuck He's to what he wanted to do. Huge. Anthony Barr, that dude played quarterback at UCLA to begin. Yeah, what? now look at him. Now he's making like. Now he's got, like, <laughs> yes. Imagine tackling him. <laughs> yeah, no. People think yes. Cam Newton's huge. Anthony Barr is like a specimen, and the yeah. guy played quarterback. I think it was freshman sophomore year or something like that, and then he made the switch to the end. Jeez, that's disgusting. Yeah, slide, Mr. Barr, slide. <laughs> Never slide. You're ridiculous. All right, is there anything else you want to go over? Anything I forgot to ask that you want to chime in? Peace there, football. Like, subscribe, Instagram. <laughs> yeah, where can we find you on social media? Yeah, so uh, Peace there, football. We're on Instagram. My man Corey's a part of it. He coaches the wide receivers. We're about to be putting – we've been filming a lot of content. We're about to start putting those up every day. Uh, we have more and more kids coming every week. You know, our goal with this is we want to be running camps every weekend come this, this summertime. Um, we want to start our own seven-on-seven seven league and, you know, run away with this thing and, yeah. you know, kind of build a football empire here in the Albany area, branch out to Syracuse. You know, those are our goals. That's what we want to do. Most importantly, give, a kid, give kids space, especially with this COVID stuff going on right now. Everyone's got masks on. We check temperatures at the door. But it's just giving these kids a space to come play football, man. I would hate to be a senior in high – I would hate to be a high school kid or a college kid right now. Especially – I feel for these kids that are freshmen in college. You know, your senior year of high school and your freshman year of college is supposed to be the two best years of your life, man. And these kids are – it sucks. I feel bad for them. I don't know how I would have done if I was in their shoes. But um, – You're bugging without football. I don't know hey, where the, I would be. These two – just so you guys know, my uh, PCE family, these two guys don't know this yet, but they're coming to Long Island, and we're going to be working a little camp out here for football. So we're, we're all over. We're all over the state, yeah, baby. so we all over. We're, we're all over the state. Yeah, the I, most got, in, I, got, I got my go CDL. I'm about to buy a bus. I'm about to be bussing kids out to Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're driving. Most importantly – Everyone listening to this, especially you young athletes, I do not want to hear you're being slept on anymore. If you are in the Albany area, Syracuse area, Long Island, and you're not in contact with us, you're not putting in the work, you're not slept on. I'm tired of seeing posts like that because we're offering these services because this is something that we never had growing up. I never had someone teach me how to run routes or throw a football or anything like that. So we're offering this for you guys to help you guys out. And you're not taking advantage of it, you're not slept on. That's how I'm gonna end this piece. And and the biggest and the biggest thing is that what we're doing differently, right? There's there's trainers all over the place, right? The biggest thing that we're doing is we have, you know, Corey can speak for it. We had two camera guys there this weekend shooting nothing but videos, right? We're in an era now where everyone wants to look cool on Instagram. You know, everyone wants to be that guy. This is your film to send the coaches, right? You're out here working. We're gonna build a brand for ourselves, and I'm gonna end this on. All the kids listening, win the battle of the bed. Get up early, 
hit the gym, do what you got to do, get into bed later at night, win the battle of the bed every single day. And most importantly, passion changes everything. Passion changes everything. Cue the music. And we're out.